0: Hello, and welcome to the Nutrition and Life Podcast. This is where we look at various nutrition and fitness-related topics through the lens of application. We wanna give you practical takeaways so that you can create your healthiest, best self backed
1: by knowledge. Now onto the episode with your host, Coach Lisa. Hello and welcome back to the Nutrition and Life Podcast. My name is Lisa, I'm your host, and today I have the pleasure of speaking with Anne-Marie Lawrence from Inner Alpha Fitness. I'm super excited to talk to you today. Anne-Marie, welcome. Yes, I'm excited to be here. Awesome, you are an IFBB pro and a fitness coach, and I would love for us to just dive right in and for you to basically introduce yourself, your story, your journey into fitness and coaching. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So, as she said, my name is Amory Lawrence. I'm an IFBB bikini pro. So, that means I am a pro- professional bodybuilder for those who don't know what that means. Uh, and I'm also an online health and fitness coach. And I've been doing this for Oh man, a while now, since about 2015, 2016. And it's really just become who I am. You know, health and fitness is just who I am. And I've loved it so much. And so I ended up starting my business because my sister actually grew up her entire life extremely overweight. And I just saw how much she struggled and how difficult it was for her. And that really inspired me to find a way to help her. And then also on my own journey through competing, I found, oh my gosh, like I love this so much. Let me actually do something with this, not just to work out. Let me go above and beyond because I was a competitive cheerleader prior to uh, being a professional bodybuilder. And so in a combination of helping my sister and competing, I just found this love of fitness. And I was like, man, I really need to share this with the world. And that's when Inner Alpha Fitness was born. And so today we've helped over 1,500 women completely transform their lives and really find a way to incorporate health and fitness into their actual current lifestyle. Because I feel like right now, and I'm sure we'll deep dive into this a little bit more, I feel like right now in the industry, there is so much mixed information. It can be pretty difficult to kind of decipher, you know, based on my specific goals, what do I actually need to be doing versus what's unnecessary? What's maybe a little bit too extreme for what I personally need in my specific goals. And so I love to to bring that uh, to the table for these women and teach them, you know, you don't have to cut out all the food you love just to live a healthy lifestyle. You don't have to stop going out with your friends and enjoying life just to live a healthy lifestyle. So that's kind of kind of the biggest Thing that I like to preach to my girls, and also teaching women how to create generational health for their families. Because I feel like a lot of us, and I'm sure you can relate to this too, weren't necessarily raised understanding anything about nutrition or health, or especially in our parents' generation, it was be as skinny as possible, go to bed starving, carbs are bad, like all of these things. And I feel like we're really, the generation of women right now are really, um, I guess, pushing that status quo of like, no, we're not doing that anymore. We are showing you how to actually live a sustainable lifestyle, enjoy the food you love, and then also be able to see awesome results and live a healthy
1: life and pass that down to our kids. So- I love all of it, absolutely, and I think it's great that you have, um, you know, your bikini competitor experience. But at the same yeah. time, you really want to make sure and w- want to make it clear to your clients that this is an extreme case. This is a yes. sport. Um, just because I might be on a very low calorie diet for a certain amount of time doesn't mean that you need to be for in order to live a healthy lifestyle. And um, I, I would love to hear if or what sort of percentage in terms of your customers and clients you have when it comes to just lifestyle, or do you actually also take people through contest prep, etc?
0: Yeah, so honestly, the majority of my clientele are lifestyle clients. I personally enjoy coaching lifestyle more. Uh, I have a very like If you're going to compete, you have to be all in. There's no if ands, or buts kind of thing. So I would say about 90% of my clientele is lifestyle, specifically catered towards women's weight loss and mental wellness, because I'm sure you know this too, you know, we can, sit here all day and give people a meal plan and workouts and whatever. But if their mindset's not in the right place, they're not going to sustain those results. It's where a lot of people fall short. And then the other 10% are my competition clients. But ironically too, those competition clients are clients who did the lifestyle program. And then they were like, I'm obsessed. I'm ready to take it to the next level. And then that's when they go into,
1: into competing. So Super cool so since you you touched on meal plans I assume you don't use meal plans with Correct. Your, <laughs> at least with your lifestyle clients so uh, do you follow or recommend more of a flexible dieting approach with um uh, you know not necessarily if it fits your macros that's kind of gained a bad reputation as of late but with macros essentially and, and calories is that what your philosophy is as, as well? Yeah, absolutely. So I like to, based off that client specific
0: goals, I like to give them their caloric intake that makes the most sense for their specific goals, their body, their diet history, all that good stuff. And then also uh, macro uh, intake, you know, proteins, fats, and carbs to consume throughout the day. And what I have found too, because I mean, we can simplify weight loss down to be in a slight caloric deficit and you're pretty much good to go for the most part, you know, Um, but I like to explain to my girls too, even though you're in a very slight deficit because slow weight loss, is better than super quick fast and in a hurry weight loss because that's how we, we keep it off is nice and slow. Um, they tend to actually feel fuller and feel <laughs> like, wow, this is a lot of food because they're actually eating nutrient dense food. They're actually consuming enough protein. They're consuming healthy fats, all these things. And at the same time, still consuming carbohydrates and the foods that they love. They also don't feel that like, scarcity, I have to eat it all right now or I'm because I'm getting back on track tomorrow kind of mindset because all food is on the same playing field. And of course, kind of like you were saying with flexible dieting, that definitely has a bad rep right now. But I try to give my girls an idea of like that 80-20 rule approximately. 80% foods that make you feel super good. Listen to your body, listen to your intuition. If you eat something and then the next hour later, you feel like you can't focus, you have a headache, it gives you a stomachache, you're bloated, maybe take that into consideration. That food probably doesn't work super well with your body, you know, and make that decision. So 80% foods that make you feel really good. And then 20% have the Girl Scout cookie, have the glass of wine, you know, don't feel like you have to completely cut those things out. So.
1: I love it. I'm absolutely on the same page. Also, when it comes to the pace of the weight loss, as you said, generally speaking, most people... Tend to keep the weight off so much, uh, more consistently or in into the future if it's a moderate approach and and um, especially when it comes to the habits that we adapt along the way or that we change along the way, which is you know the important part, obviously. And um, I do want to dive a little bit into your 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 career as a as a um, bikini athlete. You mentioned yeah. to me before we started recording that. For now, the last year was your last season because you're actually pregnant. So, again, congratulations. Um, how many seasons did you compete or how many years? I don't know how many competitions overall. Oh, my gosh. Um, how many competitions? I would say
0: just off the top of my head because I've done so many maybe 18 to 20. I would say okay. total between the span of 2016 was my very first show. And then my very last show was, um, I want to say August of last year. So August of 2022. So it's, it's definitely been a process. And I took the whole year of 2020 off because of COVID. They canceled a lot of the mm-hmm. shows. But other than that, I've been competing every single year from nice. 2016 to 2022. And when I first started, I started just because my husband, well, my husband now, um, his brother was like, hey, I compete and I see these girls and you'd be really good at this. And I'm like, okay, I'll give it a shot. And so I did my first show in an all natural federation in OCB and I won the entire show. And I was like, this is stupid. (laughs) I was like, this is so easy. This is so stupid. I'm not doing this. And he's like, no, this is a different federation. Like this federation is a little bit easier. Try NPC. And so that's when I went into the NPC, I got nationally qualified. And then I want to say I did like four or five national shows before I went pro in 2019. So I went pro at the very, very end of 2019 and then 2020 hit and we all know what happened then. So I took 2020 off just to grow and take some time off. And then I did my first pro season 2021 and did really, really well competed. Um, I'm I'm also an all natural athlete, so I've never taken any PEDs, performance enhancements, Drugs or anything like that, which I feel is super important for new competitors to understand is that you don't have to be on PEDs in order to be successful in the industry. It's very difficult. It takes a lot of time, but you don't have to do it. Um, and 2021 placed top 10, all of my shows, I did five shows in 2021. And then in 2022, um, it was a slow start to getting to where I was, but my very last show, I got second place in that show, which was phenomenal. And then after that, I was like, I'm done. I need a break. It's time to have babies. I'm getting old. <laughs> And I'm very grateful because my very, very last show um, me and my husband were like, let's just give it a go and see if we can conceive. Because like you mentioned before, you know, when you get down to eight, 10% body fat as a woman you end up losing your cycle, you know, and, and it's just kind of an inevitable part between stress and super low body fat, which I want to throw that out there for a lot of women watching this. Women need body fat. Like that's not a healthy state of being for a woman. And so I was slowly reverse dieting. I had like not really got my cycle back yet. And I was like, let's just try to conceive. And we tried
1: once and that did it. And I was like, that's sweet, amazing. I'm healthy. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, that's so, so great that it it worked so quickly. I'm I'm very happy for you and your husband. Um what month are you in, firstly? I am I'm not counting months right now. So I don't okay. know. I'm twenty two weeks. <laughs> twenty two weeks. Okay, awesome. So you have a little while to go.
0: Yes, but I'm super happy. I feel so good. I I got to reverse diet back up to um, a really good healthy body fat and now just kind of maintaining here and um, still lifting, doing Pilates once a week, going for walks, doing all the things because at this point, and this is what I try to explain to all my clients too, even if you don't have kids now, but maybe you eventually want to have kids. At this point, it's just my life. It's just what I do, and that's what I really hope for all my clients is that they build it to where it's such a lifestyle. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to force it. It's just something that you
1: just simply do. You know, so absolutely, I I, I love it. I I'm very curious about um the mental shifts that it requires going from contest prep to building phase to you know being in a calorie surplus and also once you have found that lean body letting go of that again and acknowledging um the challenge the mental challenges more than anything that that a reverse diet essentially brings with it what were your experiences with all of that
0: Yeah, well, my first show, because I feel like this is more relatable to a lot of women who maybe have lost a lot of weight or competed before and then had a big rebound, my very first show ever back in 2016 I didn't really understand what a reverse diet was. I didn't have a coach. I coached myself through the, the show and I didn't know much about bodybuilding. I was just doing it for fun because it was recommended to me. And so after the show, it was my 21st birthday and we went to Vegas and I gained 20 pounds in a week. And I felt like absolute crap. I had severe edema. My ankles were so swollen. I couldn't even freaking walk. It was an absolute mess. and I felt like crap. And honestly, that's actually when I developed a little bit of a, a binge eating disorder for about like three to four months post show. And I was just having this really tough time being able to control food. And I really had to take some time to sit down with myself and go, okay, what do I actually want? What am I doing at this point unconsciously because it's become a habit? And do I actually like the way this is making me feel? Because exercise turned into feeling like it was a punishment because I was eating like crazy and then I was punishing myself and then food just seemed like it was just, disgusting to me. Cause every time I would eat it, I would overeat. I couldn't stop. And so that's kind of when that light bulb moment happened for me, when there was a night I was watching trash TV, eating Oreos. And I, I looked at myself across the room and got a kind of glim- glimpse of myself in the mirror. And my stomach was so distended. I felt like I was going to puke. And my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time, he looked at me and he was like, what are you doing? Like, mm-hmm what are you okay? Like what's going on? And I'm like, no, this is, this is an absolute mess. I need to do something about it. And that's when I realized that I was having that all or nothing mentality of, I have to eat it all right now. Tomorrow I'm getting back on track. I have to eat it all right now. Tomorrow I'm getting back on track. And it just started that vicious cycle. And so I started listening to my body. How does this actually make me feel? Why am I even doing this in the first place? And it really helped me kind of work through you know, I'm in control of the food. The food's not in control of me. I work out not to be skinny, right? I work out because it makes me feel good. It gives me energy. It makes me strong. And food is fuel. Food is energy. Food is what helps me be able to have energy throughout the day and feel good and be able to use my brain and all of these things. And it was just a big perception or perspective shift for me in that moment, because I didn't have a choice. It was either I keep binging and feeling like crap, or I really make that difficult decision of owning my shit and being like, Hey, this is uncomfortable to acknowledge where I'm at, but I have to, or it's going to keep staying the same. And that was a big realization for me and and really helped me help my clients kind of work through what a lot of them are also experiencing. But as time went on and I did show after show, I really learned my body. I learned what made me feel good, what didn't. And it really is, like you said, it's a big mindset shift from competing where you have no choice. There is no, Oh, I don't feel like it today. Or, you know, I, I just don't want to track my food or I don't want to do this. or I don't want to do that. It's like, no, you wake up, you do what you had to do and you have no choice, but then off season, you do have a little bit more lenience, but now the mindset shift needs to change to, I understand I'm going to gain weight, right? Mm-hmm. Cause that's tough, especially when you work so hard, to lose the weight, it's like, I understand I'm going to gain weight, but it's with the intention to also gain muscle mass. I understand that I have to eat food, but it's with the intention to be able to lift heavier. And so there's something, a saying that one of my coaches really helped me a lot with is when you're doing something, always remember what's the intention behind the action. And that really helped me in different seasons of my life, really shift how I act and react in certain areas of my life. Same thing with now being pregnant, you know, what's the intention behind the action with me lifting right now? You know, my intention is not to hit PRs and do crazy stuff right now. You know, my intention is to be very intentional about the core work that I'm doing to work my inner core to prepare for childbirth and slow and control movements and to keep my cardiovascular endurance up by simply walking and meditating and stretching and all these things. And so. I think a lot of the time people will come to me, and I'm sure they come to you too, and they say, You know, Amory, I'm really lacking motivation. Like, I don't have motivation. I don't know how you do it. And I tell people all the time, it's rarely your lack of motivation. And most of the time, it's your lack of clarity around what you actually want to achieve that's mm-hmm. preventing you from getting what you want. Because when you really know, like, you definitively know, like, this is the goal, this is what I'm doing, it's so much easier for you to ask yourself, what's the intention behind the action and just act accordingly to to get closer
1: to that goal so oh amazing yes no i i can imagine that this has really really helped you become a, an amazing coach um just simply in relation to gaining weight back potentially in a in a reverse diet or or overall hunger cues as well i often say to to clients that The phase after your, you know, once we have reached your goal, it's actually the most quote unquote dangerous phase because that's when your body is going to send you like extra hunger signals so that you gain all the weight back. It wants you to gain all the weight back. And so uh, it breaks my heart sometimes when uh, people coach with us and they want to quit on the minute when they hit their goal i'm like no please i mean i'm trying to like install all the knowledge and 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 plan going forward into them just saying hey the reverse diet is actually you know the probably at least as important part um but uh time and time again when people do that and they will come back and say oh i gained it all back Plus some and of course in in that instance we don't want to gain the weight back if you're a lifestyle client and 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 you're going through somewhat of a reverse diet afterwards in comparison to like contest prep um but yeah on the other the other thing that i wanted to mention is i am just in my first sort of uh, lean gaining phase uh ever like before that it was always like maintenance or you know just trying to lean out um and I'm about six months in and it was definitely challenging like especially initially when you're like supposed to eat more and I know the scale is going up but uh, I'm curious if the whole bodybuilding time has helped you detach from the scale and it's simply like a you know, a measurement, just like anything else, just like whatever uh, it might be, or if it actually makes or has made your, made you during the time more attached to the scale. It actually has helped me. And
0: I'm I'm really glad that you said that because when I first started competing, I I stepped on stage and I'm five foot (laughs) 10 for anyone who doesn't know I'm pretty tall. I first stepped on stage at 116 pounds. I was tiny, 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 tiny. And now I step on the stage at like 132, 134 ish pounds now. And so I had, I really did in the beginning, I had that little bit of an obsession with like the smallest I can get is the goal, whatever. And then I realized as time went on and my feedback was always you need more muscle, you need more muscle, you need more muscle. And as you know, when you gain muscle, you obviously gain weight, right? And so I needed to just get over it. And I needed to just say, this is simply just a tool, like you said, and it's just telling me I'm doing exactly what I need to do when my goal is to gain muscle. If I'm gaining weight, that is a good thing, right? And it is tough. It's tough to kind of, in your head, kind of like you were saying, be okay with, hey, I just lost all this weight, but now I'm trying to gain weight. Like how to like it's like you really have to like trick yourself in saying that this is a good thing. It's good you. that you're gaining weight. And um a, a lot of the times I'll tell my clients too, because I'm glad you talked about lifestyle and, and reverse dieting, because I really believe in that a lot that when my girls get down to you know, the weight loss goal that they want, they're not done with me. And I tell them the same thing you just said, you can be done with me, but nine times out of 10, you will come back and you will say, Amory, I gained all the weight back and more, and I'm pissed right now. Why even do that when we can guarantee your success moving forward? And I like to reverse diet them up to a good caloric intake and then start talking about intuitive eating from there. Because so many people will go weight loss, intuitive eating. And I'm like, no, you're done for. You're done because your calories are so low that any little bit of er uh, error that you have you're going to gain the weight back. Like it's, it's just inevitable because your body has adapted to that low caloric intake. And so it's like slowly bringing calories up, slowly taking, um, tapering cardio down and getting them to this really good place. Then we can go, Okay. Let's talk about intuitive eating and go from there. Because let's be honest, people don't really have an intuition around food. We're like creating the intuition around food for them. And then they understand, you know, that peanut butter isn't even really a protein source. It's a bad source, right? uh, But yeah, I'm very, very grateful for competing because it's had its ups and downs for me. But it really has taught me that I'm in control of every single thing in my life. Nothing has control over me other than me, and I get to choose my actions and reactions to things. It has taught me so much discipline, and honestly, it's really prepared me for this pregnancy because I feel like, you know, I'm at this point where I'm mentally so strong that I'm like. I got this. You know, it's like I have no worries. I'm not afraid. I'm excited. And because I'm excited, I can actually enjoy the experience without the stress of. Oh my God, I'm gonna gain all the way. Oh my God, I'm I'm deathly afraid of of childbirth. I'm afraid of all these things, and it's like, no, I know my body can do this. You know, mm-hmm. I've been preparing for this mentally and physically. I know I got this, and so I get to enjoy that experience. And so that's a big thing I tell my clients too, with you know the scale or with food or with whatever it is. You need to view this not as I'm just going to be gaining weight or going to be losing weight, right? That that's not the, the goal here. You're literally training for life. Like like you're training for life events, whether it's childbirth or being able to play with your kids efficiently or even having enough confidence to ask for the raise that you know that you deserve at work. Like when you start to actually keep the promises that you make to yourself in your health and fitness, it starts to roll over in other areas of your life and your whole entire life improves, not just the way that you look.
1: So that is so cool and the the principle of like taking ownership for all your actions and everything yeah. in life i mean that is just the foundation of people that are goal getters or achievers in in anything um you mentioned too that that it it made you realize how much control you have over your life i find it sometimes a hard balance though at the same time bringing across that there are certain things that we need to let go of such as like the scale or you know sometimes you do all the right things you adhere perfectly to your to your macros to your training and so on and nonetheless the weight isn't budging or um it might even go up because of like hormones or or whatever um do you sometimes struggle with that too or your clients perhaps more so and and what's your main recommendation for that
0: Definitely. I'm glad that you said that because as much as we're in control, mostly there are some things that we simply can't control. Right. And so for a lot of my clients, when they feel like they come to these blocks of like, I'm literally doing everything to a T. I don't know what's going wrong. It's like, okay, so let's disassociate from the scale and let's take a look at your physical photos. Right. Has your body physically changed from start to To where we are now. Yes. Okay. Then we are seeing results. You know, it doesn't really matter what the scale says because body recomposition, especially a lot of my clients who they don't need to lose a lot of weight. It's more let's gain muscle and lose fat. And when we do that, the scale tends to not really move much and it psychologically freaks people out. And so what I like to do for a lot of my clients, not just when it comes to the scale or things like that, but When my clients are overwhelmed, when they're stressed, when they can't sleep, when their digestion is an absolute wreck, I'm like, okay, take a step back because you already know sleep, stress, digestion, all these things. They also take an account, big account to weight loss, you know, hormone imbalances, all these things. And I'm like, let's do something that I like to call stress audit, which means literally take all of the stressors, all of the noise, the extra noise in your head. Word vomit on a piece of paper, (laughs) write it all down. Everything that's stressing you out. It doesn't matter, big, small. It doesn't matter, write it all down. Next to every single thing when you're done, ask yourself, can I control this or not? Like really, really, can you actually control this? Or is there nothing you can do about it? The stuff you can't control, cross it out. You gotta let it go. You gotta be at peace with the fact that you unfortunately can't control that death and disease in life is inevitable. And it, it it is what it is. But the one piece you can control, for instance, I'll have like clients who they have a death in the family and they're like, I'm I'm I know this person's gonna die. I'm losing it. I can't control my food. I'm emotionally eating, all these things. And I'm like, look, we can't control the inevitable. But what we can do is take the time to spend time with that person while they're still here the best that you can, you know, and and see what you learn from this. But the stuff they can't control, cross it off. The stuff they can, come up with an action plan, write down the action plan, and then actually put it in your calendar to give yourself a deadline to get it done. Because the majority of the time, the stress, all this stuff that's piling up, it's literally just procrastination. We've procrastinated doing all these things. And then we're stressed out. And then we're like, Oh my God, I have so much to do. And it's like, yeah, because you scrolled TikTok for six hours yesterday when you (laughs) should have been doing your thing, you know, or whatever. So normally when my clients are freaking out, it's normally life stuff and it's, it's less about the food and the training and, and the scale. And it's more like, my life is stressing me out. And now it's bleeding in to this program. And so I try to kind of work from the inside out of like, what's mentally going on. And then let's kind of try and figure it out from there. And normally that helps alleviate some of the stress.
1: (laughs) Totally. Because yeah, and and, in essence, I mean, action, they always say action beats uh, anxiety. And, you know, if you're feeling anxious about anything taking even just the smallest action towards something, it can definitely help with that. And and I think, as you said, procra- procrastination is certainly a big one, but the other one being people worrying about the future with things where we're like, it's, it hasn't even happened yet. Just, yeah. you know, do everything so that it won't happen. But don't, you know, spin this into 20 different scenarios where it could potentially maybe, bl- it's not helping anybody. So yeah. <laughs> like um, the
0: what ifs the what ifs and i'm like you're you're literally living a trauma of an experience that hasn't even happened that's probably not going to happen you know <laughs>
1: absolutely. <laughs> absolutely i i have another sort of coach coaching question because um every now and then and it's not really people's intention but every now and then um we might have a client that is just grossly underestimating the amount of foods that they're eating they're probably weighing out you know most things but when they eat out they might forget about the, the 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 seeds on the salad or the little bit of cheese here and there or maybe there was some butter on the bread or whatever and then they're maybe not complaining, but just, oh, why is nothing happening? Why is nothing happening? And I find that conversation definitely difficult to have because we don't want to like point fingers and be like, you're lying to me because it's probably not their intention. But sometimes you you can only say accuracy and consistency is so, so, so important so many times. After a while, it becomes redundant. Do you have any particular ways how you speak or you know, point that these, these clients into the right direction.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I really love this topic actually, because <laughs> I don't know if you follow me on social media or people watching or my followers or whatever. Um, but I very much so set the standard from the beginning and I, it, it, cause weight loss is a science, you know, it, it's literally what it is. It's an energy balance. It's a science. And obviously like we talked about, there's different things like hormone balance, stress, all that good stuff. But let's be honest, there's no starving African children in Africa that are morbidly obese. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, we got to come to terms with the fact that if you starve yourself, you're going to lose weight. So I tell a lot of, which is not what we want, by the way, guys, (laughs) that's not what we want. That's not the goal because that's how you gain it all back very, very soon uh, and hit a big rebound. But, um, I tell a lot of my clients, I'm like, okay, we've been doing absolutely everything for let's say four or five weeks and nothing has changed pictures look the same weight is staying the same you're my fitness pal is saying that you're doing everything you are doing all the cardio i'm telling you to do you're doing the you're doing everything so what i want you to do is sit down and take personal ownership for a second and ask yourself what maybe could i improve on okay not that you're not doing what i'm telling you to do but what maybe could i improve on and get a little better at are you actually only doing half the cardio that i'm i'm telling you to do are you actually only tracking some of the food and then you're having what i like to call continued dinner where even after you ate your last meal, you're still eating after, and you're not saying anything about it because it's kind of making you feel a little bit ashamed. You know, what are those things that are actually happening behind the scenes that Mm. I'm not seeing because, and I'll remind them because this is a science, you know, if you simply do what we tell you to do, you're going to see those results. And obviously there are people who, They'll lose consistently with the calories macros protocol that we gave them originally. And then they will hit a little plateau because obviously your body's going to adapt. We do need to make adjustments. And then I'll make a minor adjustment and it normally picks back up. But we as coaches normally know the people who are actually doing what we're telling them to do and the people that aren't. Because at the end of the day, it is a science. So I feel like if we communicate with them in a way of like, look, This is a science and it's not like I'm guessing here. I know this is going to work if you literally do it. Do a self-audit. Take extreme ownership, really ask yourself, like, what's going on behind the scenes that maybe I'm not being told? Are you not sleeping? Are you constipated? Are you stressed the hell out right now? Do you have some pre existing condition you didn't tell me about that we don't know about right now that could be causing extra inflammation, whatever it is? And most of the time, too, I can pretty much look at a human body and tell is it inflammation or is, is it excess body fat? And I'm yes. sure that you can too. And and we get to the point where you can tell, like when my clients are on their cycle, they'll gain a couple pounds. And they're like, oh my God. And I'm like, no, it's inflammation. It's water. It's normal. Chill out. Keep doing your normal stuff. And then they drop exponentially the next week. you know. So I can normally tell and walk them through it, um, but that's normally how I explain it to them. And I'm just like, do a quick audit. And most of the time, when I give them the opportunity and present the safe space of like, hey, let's just be transparent because if you don't tell me, I there's nothing I can do to help you. And we follow you on social media. We can see what you're doing. You know, <laughs> like, People going out for drinks and whatever. And I'm like, you didn't track that. We know what's going on kind of thing. Um, it normally gives them that safe space to go, you know what? You're right. I've been drinking more than I normally do and I'm not tracking it. I've been having continuous dinner and overdoing it or whatever it is. Or I've been eating out every single day and maybe my tracking isn't accurate, you know? And then that gives me the information to help them go, okay, here's the adjustments we're going to make. Here's what we need to do and kind of go from there. And normally they get it.
1: <laughs> definitely definitely no I, I I like the phrase continuous dinner I haven't heard <laughs> that and I find often it's i um, actually moms um that just finished their kids dinner kids it's third? like oh, yeah you're a little bit left over there or yeah. the other time when I do see um the inaccuracy sometimes it's when people have like one day of the week where they didn't track yeah and exactly. they just completely underestimate how much extra calories you can uh, even if they say well but I made mindful choices yeah but (laughs) I mean even if you mindfully chose just to have one or two drinks or you mindfully chose the steak with the sweet potato that might have been like a blob of butter on the sweet potato it might have been a super fatty cut of steak like you know mindfully choosing and staying within your calories two different things <laughs> yeah. so yeah and i try definitely. to
0: explain to like you were saying like the days that they are like sunday they didn't track it's super bowl sunday we know what they ate you know it ain't it ain't fit in the macros we already know it and they'll gain like two or three pounds i do try to explain to them like look you didn't gain three pounds of fat overnight So don't let this be your tipping point where you're like, fuck it. I'm throwing in the towel. I'm not doing this anymore. Like, don't let that be the case. Just get back on track. And I think that kind of like we were saying in the beginning with the all or nothing mentality, I think that a lot of people too, they will go, oh, I overeat today. So tomorrow I'm going to under eat and do a bunch of cardio. And that is such a vicious cycle when in reality, just get back to normal and everything will level out and you will get right
1: back on track. Definitely, and on top of that, as you say, your your mindset won't be going to that all or nothing place. So totally, now you've you've already given us um so many great insights and points and so on. But I wonder if you might have like two, three main takeaways that people can walk away with from this podcast, where they're like, okay, I'm going to implement that. I mean, the the one thing that I really want to highlight is that complete ownership of everything and the other thing that you said what is the intention behind what we're doing right now is it you know a reverse diet is it muscle gaining is it like i love those two things and if if people don't remember anything else other than those two things i know that they're gonna um have a lot of value but yeah is there anything else that you would like to give people along the way
0: Yeah. Those are, those are two really big things I preach to my clients, but, but the other one is really, really sitting down with yourself and getting clarity around what you want. Because so many people, like we talked about, they're like, oh, I don't have motivation. I keep falling off. I don't know what to do. Why does this keep happening? I'm falling back into my old habits. Well, number one, and you know, this accountability is huge. You know, I've been in the industry for so long and I still have a coach. You know, I have a coach in every area that I personally want. To grow. You know, I have a business coach. I still have a health and fitness coach. I have all these different people supporting me. I have a birth coach. You know, I have all these different areas where I know that I want to guarantee that I see success. That's where I hire accountability. And sometimes we get that little bit of ego of like, oh, I can do it on my own, whatever. Self-made strong woman. You know, I had to give myself a little bit of an ego check a couple times there. Um, But hiring a coach is so important because they're going to help you also not only stay accountable, but also get clarity around what you're actually trying to achieve. Because so many women come to me and they say, I just want to lose weight. And I'm like, perfect. So if you come home Monday night, you had a long day. Your kids are screaming. You're exhausted. You don't feel like cooking dinner. But all day you kept saying, when I get home, I'm going to work out. When I get home, I'm going to work out. I'm going to make a healthy dinner and I'm going to work out. You're not going to work out if your reasoning why is I just want to lose weight. That's not going to get you off the couch. But if you take, like we said, that personal ownership and you say, I have to, I have to get up and make the commitment that I said I was going to make to myself because I want to create generational health for my kids. And I don't want my kids ending up the way that I am right now. That might spark you to get a little bit, a little bit more excited to get off your ass and get moving. You know what I mean? And so I think just getting that unshakable why, that unshakable clarity around what exactly do I want? And then literally keeping those promises that you're making to yourself that you say you're going to do that, that changes everything because so many people they'll say, I'm going to do this. I want to lose weight. I'm going to eat healthy. I'm going to go to the gym. And then they don't do it. Well, what that's doing is you're losing confidence in yourself that you can actually do that. Right. Think about if some guy wanted to take you out on a date and he's like, yeah, I'm showing up at six 30 and he doesn't show up. It's like, no. And then the next day he's like, please redemption. I'll show up at six 30 and he doesn't show up. You lose confidence in him that he's actually reliable. It's the same thing. When you say I'm going to go to the gym, I'm going to eat healthy. And then time and time again, you don't do it, but simply taking that first step of saying, I'm focusing on today today I'm going to the gym, I'm going to do it. And actually doing it, you start to rebuild that confidence in yourself, that you can keep the promises you make to yourself, that all the things that you say you want in your life, you actually can achieve. So those those are huge. Clarity and then keeping those promises that you make to yourself. Those are two, two huge things I preach to my girls. So...
1: Awesome. Thank you so much, Anne-Marie. I think that's absolutely incredibly valuable. And I just want to wish you all the very best for the remainder of your pregnancy. I look forward to your journey afterwards as well. I mean, however long it might be, it's different for every woman, but I know you'll be back on on the stage at some stage (laughs) anyway. um, If you want to lastly share your, your website and your social media handle so people can go and check out all your amazing content. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So you guys can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. It's all the same name. It's just Marie Lawrence underscore. Um, It's all the same for every social platform. I'm on YouTube. I'm everywhere. I share a ton of, of free content on those platforms. And if you guys want, I do share a free recipe guide. So if you shoot me a DM, you say, hey, I saw you on this podcast. Let me have your free recipe guide. We'll just send it to you. It breaks down what macros are and kind of the science behind fat loss. And then it gives you 45 of my favorite go-to recipes between proteins, different ways to cook veggies, fun foods, like protein cookie dough, stuff like that. So if you're interested in that, just shoot me a DM and we'll send it to you. But other than that,
1: that's all I got. Super cool. Thank you so much for your time. It was lovely having you on. Yeah, you too. Thanks so much.
0: Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, or share the episode on social. Very much appreciated. You can also follow us on Instagram at Nutrition Coaching and Life, or head to our website, www.nutritioncoachingandlife.com, where we provide more valuable content. Have a wonderful day. Now go out and work on your best self.